your kids sometimes do things that, well, make you want to gag? Are you unsure of how to help them break bad habits? Do you have a weak stomach and are currently eating something? Well, then I suggest you put down your food and join us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for updates so you'll always know about new podcast episodes. You'll also receive a free gift from Ginger when you sign up. Before we get started on today's episode, here is a quick word from our sponsor. Once upon a time, there was a homeschooling mom named Shoparella who had a problem. She loved buying shiny new books, all the books, and she especially loved buying new curricula for her mice. This isn't a perfect analogy, but just hang with me. Unfortunately, she sometimes spent money on books and curricula that just didn't fit. Kind of like trying to shove a glass slipper on her stepsister's janky feet. But what Shoparella really needed was a team of fairy curriculum consultants named Janice, Deanne, Sarah, Gina, Ruth, and Judy. Yes, these are their real names to help her make good curriculum choices. Thankfully, Shoparella found Rainbow Resource Center. Rainbow Resource Center is a family-owned business serving the homeschool community since 1989. Basically, they've been around since uh, Shoparella was very, very young. Even if you don't homeschool, Rainbow Resource Center is a wonderful place to get educational gifts for kids of all ages. You can sort their huge catalog of resources by grade and by subject to get the best educational products for your family. But hurry, because on the stroke of 12, everything will be as it was before, meaning you can get their great prices all day every day at rainbowresource.com. Again, that's rainbowresource.com and get free shipping on orders over $50 and live happily ever after the delivery truck arrives. Well, hello, friends. Katie and I are switching roles a little here today because we've had some interesting questions come in that I think Katie will just be fantastic at answering. (laughs) Some of our listeners may know by now that Katie has a gag reflex that, uh, let's just say, is easily triggered. (laughs) And I'm not proud of myself, but I have to admit that I may have said and done some things on our last trip that we were on (laughs) together to instigate it because... Well, it's just hilarious to watch. And I know you're probably all wanting to rebuke me now because of Proverbs 24, 17, which basically says we shouldn't delight in someone else's suffering. So, yes, I have a little conviction that I've sometimes intentionally provoked Katie's gag reflex just to entertain myself because you guys may not believe this, but Katie can actually be a little overdramatic at times. <gasps> so, I do, so I do have a little conviction, but not enough to refrain myself from asking her to address the questions that have come in about nose pickers and <sighs> booger eaters. So <laughs> I so wish you guys could see her face right now. My only regret is that our podcast isn't video. You can't see what I'm seeing. That's your only regret. (laughs) It's my only regret. So, Katie, as your good friend, I am going to help you stretch yourself. And I'm going to help you step out of your comfort zone today. And you don't have to thank me now. You can thank me later. But I do hope that you have a lined trash can beside you. Oh, I do. Um, and let me just tell you that I gagged when I even saw the title that you chose for this episode, Ginger. And I've gagged every time I've seen it in all my spreadsheets and Google documents. So your wish has been granted. Um, I'm already officially grossed out by this entire conversation. 
<laughs> it is a wonder I've made it this far into motherhood without it is. coming unglued. Uh, but Ginger, like any good parenting podcaster, I'm going to go ahead and blame my dad for this issue. Um, he has always been a stickler to raising <laughs> me to be a Southern lady and avoid bathroom humor. Um, he doesn't even like it when I chew gum, which I know is not a bathroom thing, <laughs> but he, he just, you know, it sounds old fashioned to some people, but I appreciate that about him. And I tend to raise our kids to be mindful of manners as well. Um, no, my efforts that. are, That's good. Yeah. My efforts yeah. are not always. Yeah. Hats off to your dad. I yeah, appreciate exactly. that and respect that too. Actually, I have a funny story and then we'll get to the question, but our oldest son was playing soccer on a community team when he was probably seven or eight. And this kid came over to JJ who was standing with a group of other kids. And that child said, ew, someone farted. Well, my son stood there for a minute and then he said, what does farted mean? Like he had no idea. <laughs> he didn't even know. <laughs> I don't even like to use slang terms like that in our house. Um, it's not that I'm super mature. I just, <laughs> it just grosses me out. Um, okay, Ginger, let's get this over with. Okay, but before we get started with our question, I do just want to say that if you guys hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because our next door neighbors have decided to cut down every tree between our house and theirs today, right before we started recording. <laughs> and so it's going to be a little bit noisy. My recording studio is actually um, the room that is between our houses. And so it's it's been quite noisy as soon as we started recording. But I'm going out of town soon, and so we need to get this thing recorded. So these are the neighbors with the, the pig, right? It is the neighbors with the, the pig. noisy so between pig. the trees and the pigs and the dogs. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot of uh, obstacles to overcome here to have a good recording. But so anyway, that's okay. It's life. That's life. That's right. That's All right. right. So Stacy from Missouri asked this. You ready, Katie? Oh yes. You, you got you got that trash mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Here we go. Help, my five-year-old is a nose picker and booger eater. <laughs> this has become a habit, and I have no clue how to break it. I never thought I would have a booger eater. Yuck, please help. <laughs> well, Stacy, I never thought I'd answer a question like this, but, um, and listen, this is not at all me passing judgment because all kids um, have this issue, and I'm, but I'm going to try to get through this without dry heaving. Um, <laughs> I do have an idea for how to help you with at least half of your child's Bad habit. Um, actually, this tip is helpful for children or adults who bite their nails as well. Um, there is a liquid that you can paint on your child's nails. It looks like a nail polish tube that has a horribly bitter taste to it. So it's a great way to stop your child from eating anything they shouldn't be eating. Um, so we'll have Heather put a link to that bitter nail polish in the show notes. The drawback is that it will also Boogers, make Katie. You, you can't even, you just you can't even say <laughs> can't the word. Have you guys it. noticed that she is totally <laughs> <I'm> avoiding <laughs> saying the word? Okay, go ahead. All right. So what's my the drawback? Kids, my kids <laughs> learned what that was from television probably because <laughs> they do know what that word means. They've just never heard me say it. Um, okay. The drawback to the polish is that it will also make eating actual food difficult if they're accustomed to eating with their hands or licking their fingers while they eat, which honestly, you know, that wouldn't be such a bad habit to break either. Yeah, right. You know, and that that's something that really triggers my gag reflex. It is mm -hmm. so gross to me to watch someone lick their fingers while eating. <laughs> that is always just really, really gross to me out. The last time Ronnie and I were at an airport, there was someone sitting right beside me in the terminal licking his fingers while he oh. ate. <laughs> yeah. And all I could think about was all the nasty things that he had touched in the airport. I mean, there's at just the airport, everything's yeah. nasty in an airport. Mm -hmm. You know it is. And here's what just slayed me. 
he was adamant about keeping his mask on, even <laughs> while he was chewing. So this he would pull his mask down, take a bite of his burrito, which just had this sauce dripping all down the sides of it, and then oh, lick his no. fi- every one of his fingers, and then pull his mask back up while he chewed. <laughs> I mean... I'm sorry, but you're where doing it is wrong. The com- <laughs> yes, where is the common sense in that? I'm like, dude, I don't think you understand how germs work. I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my thing. Yeah, I have to go get my trash can now. Just mm-hmm. reminiscing about that. Oh, we told y'all it was going to be a bad one, and I hope you all have put down your burritos in the process of listening to this. <laughs> Okay, so Katie, great idea for the booger eaters and nail biters, but what about just the pickers? I mean, what about those kids who don't necessarily have a taste for it, but who are just digging for gold all the time? Why do you have to phrase it like that? (laughs) Because I get to see your face. (laughs) My face is beet red right now, y'all. I'm grossing out. Okay, um, as for the nose picking, I think that's one of those things you can just gently correct without embarrassing the child provide Kleenex as needed to have them handle the situation in the bathroom. Um, And then I would just give lots of praise when your child handles these types of things privately. Just make a big deal about how grown up they are. I mean, that's (laughs) something we need to learn as we grow older. Kids like to feel grown up. Um, My youngest will occasionally, he's six, and occasionally he'll just bolt out of the room for no reason. And then he proudly saunters back in and announces, I had to pass gas. And so I guess that's a step in the right direction. (laughs) Now we just need to work on him not announcing his business to the whole room, especially when we're out to eat. So that's the next. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, yeah, good. That's a good idea. Well, uh, your younger kids are way ahead of my adult kids, Katie. Uh, I won't say which (laughs) one, but he wouldn't care if I did. He will actually enter the room when he knows it's going to be a loud one. He's in his 20s, but he still uh, seriously has the mentality of a 12-year-old when it comes to (laughs) stuff like that. I mean, what do you do? He's 20-something. He doesn't even live at home anymore. He's out on his own. I can't exactly Mm -hmm. ground him. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being completely honest here, I do retaliate sometimes when he's home. Oh, <laughs> a little evil for evil. Oh, crap. Now you got, her face is so red. I wish you guys so <laughs> Oh, I gotta take my jacket off. I'm like sweating. She's um, fanning. She's fanning herself now. No, I'm like a goodness. southern bale. I just can't handle it. <laughs> well, now, I know it's good to, it's not good to ever say never, um, but that might be something I'd put on my never list. My kid's said one time that mommy doesn't pass gas. Um, And I'm inclined to let them believe that until they're old enough to understand that it's scientifically impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that reminds me. Everyone that knows my mom has tremendous respect for her because she's not just a woman who loves and lives for Jesus, but she's also a very classy woman. Well, (laughs) this lady that my mom uh, was discipling was rooming with me at a women's retreat one time, and she was just going on and on about how much she admires my mom and how much respect she has for her and how much she wants to be more like her. And then out of the blue, she said, can I ask you something? And I said, sure. And she said, does your mom ever poot? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, she's been known to let one slide from time to time. And then she leans in real close and she said, well, does it stink? <laughs> 
like, what, what kind of question is it? All right, Katie. So I need to see. Stop I bet your bit. mom's fanning herself right now too, Ginger. Uh, she and I are just like both. <laughs> she oh. probably is. She's probably just like, why didn't you make Katie edit that out? You Honestly, and your dad is—he's going to stop. He's going to totally stop liking. Oh, me we after lost this him. Episode. Yeah, we already lost him. Uh, I don't know. I know your parents were so excited about us doing this podcast together, but I can totally see them having second thoughts after this. Oh, All right. Man. So when it comes to helping our kids with whatever struggles they're having, when we correct them for something that's wrong, we always want to provide them with a means of escape because that's what God does for his children, according to mm. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So instead of just saying, don't pick your nose, telling him to use a Kleenex instead, that's just a simple way to provide him with that means of escape. And so, Katie, I like that. It's, it's a simple thing. It's just so frustrating when we tell our kids not to do something without following through and telling them what to do. So, you know, again, it's just a very simple concept, but it really makes a big difference in not exasperating our kids. I don't know if you and your family have jumped on the monthly membership bandwagon, but my family really has. There are several that we get super excited about, but one of my kids' absolute favorites is called Dwell. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designs to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. So we have what's called the Family and Friends membership, and it includes a four by five and a half print of the scripture verse, two key cards with the verse, and this is my favorite part, nine temporary tattoos. The designs are just beautiful, and I think this is a perfect Christmas or a birthday gift that doesn't include just more plastic stuff laying around the house. Actually, I have a funny story about my dwell tattoo. I was having dinner with my parents one night, and I had one on my wrist because we were learning John 8:36. Well, my dad saw it and asked if I had a new tattoo on my arm, and I was like, yeah, Dad, I've had this for almost 10 years. <laughs> and he said, well, I never noticed that before. <laughs> And then I had to confess that I lied to my dad about a fake scripture tattoo. So, you know, don't be like me. To learn more about this wonderful way to help you and your family hide God's Word in your heart, go to dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10. One of our most hilarious church moments happened before COVID, you know, back when we were allowed to sit next to people. Well, my son had brought his favorite Lightning McQueen car with him that particular Sunday. We were sitting in the middle of our very large church, so literally thousands of people, when suddenly lightning hit the floor and he rolled and he rolled and he rolled all the way to the front of the church. And then some amazing person at the front, probably a dad, just picked up the car and without even looking back, he just passed it over his shoulder to the row behind him. And that person passed it back and back all the way until lightning was returned and my face was pretty much as red as that car. That story is one of the main reasons I'm so excited to share more about our sponsor, Not Consumed. Not Consumed is a family-owned ministry with dozens of products to help you and your family grow in faith. Their Bible studies for kids and families are amazing and so helpful. I love the one entitled My Brother's Keeper, but my favorite product is the Sermon Notebook. I just love that this is a way for our kids, as young as four years old even, to stay engaged with the sermon rather than distracting the entire church. To find out more about Not Consumed Ministries' incredible catalog of products and to download their free family Bible study, just visit notconsumed.com slash ginger. Again, that's notconsumed.com slash ginger.
All right. So you're, you've been read long enough. Let's move away Please. from all the gross questions. Yes. I think we'll give uh, Katie a little break. We put her through enough for one day. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about mess makers. Stephanie, who I see here is a fellow Alabamian, writes, and of course, she, I'm sure she writes this with a Southern accent. <laughs> she writes, I've listened to your podcast since the very first one, and it's helped me implement your books into our everyday lives. But my girls, ages two and five, are really struggling with cleaning up. Up after themselves. And it could be an everyday battle of disciplining because they refuse to clean up their mess. My oldest knows to obey all the way right away and with a happy heart, but she struggles to put it into practice. How can I encourage them positively to want to clean up after themselves? The youngest will follow the oldest in pretty much everything, even cleaning up. Thank you in advance. Oh, Stephanie, I feel your pain. Um, I'm not sure if you've ventured into the realm of Lego or Duplo with your girls, but they're almost worse than glitter. We find them all over the house, and there's no escaping them. But I do love them because they encourage creativity and fine motor skills, so I don't desire to get rid of them entirely, but still, they are the bane of my existence. I know <laughs> friends who have those calico critters, and any of the tiny little plastic toys are just kryptonite for a mom who's trying to keep her house tidy. <laughs> so I do have a few suggestions for you as you make an effort to maintain a tidy home. Tip number one, lower your expectations. <laughs> I think that's oh, the yeah. best one. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, this is completely the pot calling the kettle black here, Stephanie, because I'm a neat freak. Um, but honestly, I do think there's wisdom you know, like in those signs you'll see in Hobby Lobby that say, please excuse the mess. We're busy making memories. And I just, I roll my eyes every time I see that because- it's just corny, but <laughs> I do aspire to have that kind of an attitude about my home, mainly because it's not just my home, or at least I don't want my kids to feel that way. It's our family's mm, home, yeah, and I want it good. to feel that way to them. Uh, sometimes I do allow my desire for cleanliness and tidiness to get in the way of playfulness and creativity. For example, my kids will spend hours playing with parachute cord and Legos. So they love to make a zip line from our upstairs hallway down into the living room where the Lego creations can really have a spectacular crash. <laughs> so not only do we have Legos, but we're throwing them all over the living room. Um, well, after clotheslining myself on that zip line a few times, I lost my carefree <laughs> attitude <laughs> and I forced them to take it down. But the disappointment. Mean mama. Yes, the <laughs> disappointment on their sweet little faces and uh, some reflection caused me to go back to them. And I, re I did reverse course on that one. I let them put the zip line back up and I just found a different pathway to the laundry room that day. <laughs> and honestly, it made their day and they played with that thing for probably three hours. So mm, it was a win-win, honestly. That. Yeah, yeah. I love so, that. So I encourage you to try to put messes in perspective. Yes, there's a time for cleanliness. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. Um, and, you know, there is a time for messes. And uh, I just need to keep telling myself that as well. <laughs> Tip number two is reduce the clutter. Again, I have no right to talk about this, but I think reducing the amount of toys in the home would go a long way to reducing our kids' overwhelm when we ask them to clean up after themselves. So you don't necessarily have to get rid of everything and just Marie Kondo the mess out of your house. Um, instead, you could store most of their toys and cycle them through monthly or quarterly, something like that. So it might also help to ask grandparents not to give more plastic stuff at Christmas and birthdays. Mm -hmm. We've started asking for experiences for our kids rather than stuff. So museum tickets, movie tickets, date night with grandparents, 
even a subscription to Dwell would go a long way to reducing the clutter. Um, by the way, Dwell is one of our sponsors that provides monthly memory verse kits. So they do include physical things, but they're tiny things uh, that don't take up much space. And they're also helpful to hide God's word in your kid's heart. So that's a win-win. Yep. I love that. Katie, my parents, um, they love to spend quality time with their grandkids in lieu of gifts. Trips with Nana and Papa meant so much to my kids. And it wasn't always, you know, long, week-long trips. I mean, my parents did quite a few of those, too, because, well, they are amazing grandparents. But Mm. they would also take the kids on day trips, just like to the zoo or the aquarium or even out to, you know, to eat. And if there's a good, clean movie playing, just simple things like that. And my kids loved it. And I loved it as a homeschooling mom because it gave me some days off and I was able to count those as field trip days for school. So again, it was a a (laughs) win-win. Yeah, win-win for everyone, like you said. Uh, The truth of the matter is that toys and things will come and go, but quality time spent on special trips with family, whether big or small trips, those are precious memories that will last a lifetime. The blessings of quality time with family far outlast material possessions. Ronnie and I even do that for our birthdays and our anniversary. Instead of buying gifts for each other, we prefer to go somewhere together, um, even if it's just for a night or two. We, we love doing that instead of gifts. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Katie, do you have any more suggestions for helping Stephanie and her kids maintain a tidier home? I do. Uh, tip number three is to have clear and reasonable expectations. So, Stephanie, you said in your question that your daughters refuse to clean up their mess. I wasn't sure if that meant that they don't think to do it without you having to ask, which by the way is completely age and developmentally appropriate for a two and a five-year-old. This is something that takes time and practice for our kids. But if what you're saying is that your girls are outright defiant when you tell them to clean up something in particular, well, then that's definitely an issue that requires discipline. And it might even require doing what I mentioned earlier and taking away some of the clutter to avoid overwhelm on their part and your part. Um, I do want to point out here that asking a two and five-year-old to, quote, clean your room, that might be too big of a task to expect. So instead, we need to start small and say something like, girls, go pick up all your stuffed animals and put them in the poof. So I mentioned that specifically because I hate stuffed animals, uh, but my kids Mm -hmm. love them. I mean, I I like stuffed animals. They just, again, they're like Legos. They just multiply. Um, But they each have a poof thing that holds animals. And once it's full, then they have to start purging and we donate. So the poof we bought is no longer available, but we'll put a link to a similar one in the show notes. But definitely do them a favor and break big tasks, that big task of clean your room into smaller tasks. And then don't expect your children to be able to see the mess and just handle it without guidance on your part. That won't come without many, many years of practice. Mm, That's really good. And Stephanie, let me just add a couple of tips that might help as well. Katie, you mentioned in a past episode that your kids had a fun cleanup song that uh, was played when it was time to put things away. And, you know, that can not only help with making the task of cleaning just a little bit more joyful, but could also help deter procrastination. Maybe the goal could be to have the area clean by the time the song ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't remember what song it was, Katie, but uh, what was that song? And is there somewhere that our listeners would be able to access it? Yes. So it's called Joyful Noise by Ellie Holcomb. We have it on Apple Music, but you can find it anywhere. You can download songs. And I'll have Heather put a link in the show notes to that song. But honestly, any short, upbeat song will do. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, I love the toy rotation method where they don't have access to all the toys all the time because that mm-hmm. also keeps them from getting tired of the same toys. But even with the toys that are available, if you're rotating them out, even the ones that are available for that week or that month or that quarter or however you're doing it, maybe even divide those toys into bins and the child can pick which bin of toys they want to play with. And so, you know, maybe the rule could be that they're only allowed to have one bin of toys out at a time. And that will limit the amount of mess that they have to clean up, which is uh, going to help them to not feel so overwhelmed when it comes time to clean up. And if they get tired of that one bin of toys, the rule could be that they have to clean up the mess from that bin before they can get out another one. Okay. So I have to tell a funny story about my mom. <laughs> okay. My, my mom and I are very similar in our love of organization. And she has a lot of fake food. Uh, and it's really nice fake food when she used to do home decor and things like that. But uh, she, the kids love to play with it. They play restaurant, but she probably has 50 bins and they all have different names. Like this is fake eggs and this is fake oranges. And this is fake. <laughs> I mean, they're all <laughs> so Well, I'm glad she bins. puts the word fake. So we don't think that there's real food in those Well, actually, I don't know that she does put the word fake, but I mean, it just says like oranges, <laughs> apples. I mean, they're all divided so specifically, which honestly can be overwhelming as well. So when it's time for the little ones to clean up, they're like, I don't know which bin these all go in. <laughs> so bless my mom. I mean, that that is super so organized. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool that she has that for them. And it works for her in her sewing room. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen pictures. You've shown me pictures oh, and videos of her sewing. Impressive. That woman, she is the most organized human being she I is. have ever seen in my life. I, yeah. I wish I'm organized, but your mom just like blows. She's my hero. She's on a whole new level. It's yeah. it's amazing. But it can't that too can be overwhelming for kids when they're trying to put things away. So maybe having one big bin that says fake food, you know. And that's yeah. a lot easier especially for the littles. Although they're learning to read at, at my mom's house uh, by finding all these bins and what they say. Yeah. So. Yeah, good. So some homeschool going on there too. That's yeah. right. Yep. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. This is one of my favorite parts of the show because it reminds us that parenting isn't meant to be done alone. If the coronavirus has taught us anything, it's that we weren't meant to live in isolation. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Kristen in Georgia. She's my neighbor. I don't know if she's my actual neighbor, but she lives in the same state I live in. Uh, Kristen writes this. Use baby powder to get sand off of skin. I used to always have my kids step into a bucket of water to get the sand off their feet after playing in our sandbox. After a friend told me about baby powder, I just sprinkle a little bit of powder on their feet and it comes right off. It's much easier to then put their shoes back on dry. And they smell good. So that's a great tip, Kristen. Thank you for writing that. Uh, sand. That's another thing that I just, I cannot tolerate sand. <laughs> it's, it's like Legos. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for a fun date night with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. All right. I think we have pretty much covered as much as we can on the topic of Booger eaters, nail biters, and <laughs> mess makers. I just love saying that word. Katie, I'm so proud of you. you. I mean, you you made it through, and I didn't hear one single gag sound. I didn't know you were beat red the whole time. I know. But you made it through it. You know, I'm so proud of you. I think you should go make yourself a nice, big, green spinach <laughs> smoothie or maybe some <laughs> mini meatballs. I don't know. Actually, you know, you've done so well, and I have uh, actually have some more ideas that I could share about this. Maybe I'm we should do a part sure. two. 
Okay. Part two. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do it, that to you. <laughs> if we're being honest, parenting is a disgusting business. It just is. I once had my kid throw up in my hand at Chick-fil-A while I was eating, and I didn't even flinch. I mean, I was just <laughs> just taking it like a okay, mom. You know, so, just... <laughs> I so I don't understand that. I mean, you can't say the word booger but your child can vomit in your hand while you're eating and you're okay. I mean, you have to be a mystery even to yourself. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, Ginger, now that we've taken this podcast to a whole new level of refinement and sophistication, could you please <laughs> leave us with a word of encouragement? <laughs> Yeah, there are so many aspects to parenting. I mean, you guys know it can be fun, challenging, delightful, daunting, rewarding, and frustrating, and a whole lot of other things. Uh, but a good thing to keep in mind is that it is for only a short season. So let's make the most of every opportunity to represent Jesus well by loving our children well and being patient and kind and gentle in our instruction, no matter what struggles they might be having, and no matter how disgusting those <laughs> struggles are or what struggles we might be having. And let's live in daily awareness that the greatest need our children have is our greatest need as well, which is the forgiving and rescuing grace of God. Thank you, Ginger. I guess. <laughs> and thank you <laughs> listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit those at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode, unless it's disgusting, and then Ginger will have to answer it next time. And while <laughs> no, you're I'm on totally the website, you in charge of all of those. <laughs> all of those are yours, Katie. <laughs> and while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubber.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today we're offering her parenting book, I Can't Believe You Just Said That, Biblical Wisdom for Taming Your Child's Tongue at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubber.com. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. As a mom, I can't imagine going back to the good old days where parents just sent their teenagers off in a car without a way to call if they, you know, get into a fender bender with their insurance agent's daughter. That's a true story. I did that. And as my kids mature, I like the idea of them being able to reach me if something happens. Uh, but I don't like the idea of giving my kids access to the entire World Wide Web of wackadoos. This is why I'm ecstatic to introduce you to our sponsor, Gab Wireless. They are the first smartwatch and smartphone provider to actually do something smart when it comes to our kids. Gab watches and phones look and feel like all the smart devices on the market, but the great thing is that they don't cost more than a mortgage payment. And they're super safe for kids. There's no internet, no apps, no games, no social media, and no contract. Instead, the Gab watches and phones have just the functionality that is safe for kids and nothing more. Gab watches and phones are just $100 and start at $10 per month for service. But for our podcast listeners, Gab has offered $30 off the price of their watches and phones. Just use the code GINGER at checkout to get your Gab watch or Gab phone for just $70. 
Go to Gab, that's G-A-B-B wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout. Again, that's Gab, G-A-B-B wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout.